0: Sponsoring this episode of Deeper with the Dolan Twins. Now into the episode. We didn't even go in yet, bro. Now we are. Welcome back to Deeper with the Dolan Twins. Happy birthday, Grayson. Happy birthday. We need a soundboard. We need a lot of shit. I want to cheer. We need the hotline. Can you guys cheer? Ready? Ready? Want to press a button. Happy birthday, Grayson. Yeah. Oh, thank Let's you. See, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Happy birthday, seriously. Thanks. 21 years attached at the hip. You too. I wouldn't trade it for anything, besides a cat. So, what do you want to talk about this episode? Um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I'm kidding. I wouldn't trade it for a cat. Yeah, I figured it was a joke. Yeah, it was. Um, I feel like I look fucked. You look fucking fine. I do. Yeah. Okay. Dude, thanks for thank you guys, Grayson. I look, I look more normal. Guys, Grayson just drank a bunch of non alcoholic beer, and he thinks that he looks. He thinks that it affected him. No, I don't. That's not what I'm talking about. Like Why do you feel like trash? We really, we already, we, we solved the problem. You had a problem. We talked solutions. No, I, just, I just still feel like trash, bro. It doesn't doesn't just go away that fast. It does. And once you have a solution to your problem, it doesn't have to be a problem anymore, I right? I, I don't, dude. I like I try to come into my birthday looking at it like every year is a blessing, but it's just so hard when it's just so different now. Nah, dude. It's it's every year is fucking great. More life. We're gonna get into really fucking fun shit. Also, bro. I know. I, be, I believe that. I'm just saying, like the holidays and, and birthdays. Like, they bring up emotions that I just suppress all year. Mm. Like, today I cried about some shit that I didn't cry when it first happened mm. two years ago. And then it just hit me out of nowhere. Yeah, I think it's just like a sentimental time and it gets your emotions brewing, you know? Yeah. It's the catalyst to, like, I don't know, honestly, a breakdown sometimes. Why, why is that a thing? Is it, is it, is it relatable to cry on your birthday? I think so. I think, Dude, I think so. Your birthday has a lot of pressure on it because you want it to be a good day because it's like god forbid the only day that i have to remember out of the entire year is a bad day i'm going to think that entire year is shitty well here or was it's a, also like i'm kicking off a new year in my life if it's a shitty day it's going to be a shitty year but it's not i feel like let me explain i i went to bed firstly feeling not good last night and we both were like just dealing with a lot trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and then woke up this morning thinking the same thing and thinking like oh about judgment and hate and stuff yeah. like that that I've received and yeah. then and then after that I went in my room and I, I knew that everyone was planning a surprise for us and then I got upset about something because like I don't know this dad's birthday is six days before ours and then like I don't I don't know I don't I, like, I don't have that like message from him and shit and then mm-hmm. it made me upset about like uh like, st- something that was traumatic, but, like, that I never cried about because in the moment I was so numb. Mm. And then I, I literally cried as if I was in the moment again. Like, my last moments with him, like, I just, I never cried when it was actually happening until yeah. today. And I've heard that a lot about situa- about loss. And people, like, I, I watch a lot of things about people who had lost people around, around the time that we just lost dad. And a lot of people would say that the second year, digs up a lot of them. all your emotions hit the second your dude guys i, so I, I literally remember just listening to a, po- a podcast from a comedian and he's like in his fift- 50s maybe 60s and he was talking about how he he lost his mom when he was a teenager uh-huh. and, and when it first happened he he was like just numb to it you know that that's normal uh or that tip that can happen typically uh it's what I i've experienced and then he was like you know and then I, I listened to this like right after dad passed away and he was like you know and then the fifth year rolled around and it, and it fucked me up bad oh he said fifth yeah fifth he was oh, like shit. year five and it fucked me up and I was like how did it fuck him up like am I just am I just solid like am I that strong because I, I wasn't feeling anything and that was year one I didn't feel like a like literally a single thing I maybe cried once mm-hmm. and um, and then this year this year started out I was able to let my emotions out and then for the past like what well, since february i haven't shed a tear like a- about anything i haven't yeah. cried since february in general i've been i've been upset like off awful, awful i've experienced bad things and shit that would normally make me upset and cry and let my emotions out but i just haven't been able to mm. and then uh today just i cried about some shit that like that was probably the worst thing i've ever had a face like that's ever happened in of my own two eyes You know, and and like years ago and then I was like upset because I didn't want to ruin the day for everyone else Because I knew they had stuff planned for me So I didn't want to like be selfish and then I was just stuck in my room in that continuous loop of like All right collect yourself to go out there and then I would start crying again And then I'm like oh god now I fucking look like a mess. My face is all puffy. My eyes are bloodshot and then so I was like stuck in that continuous loop and uh, And then yeah, the pressure of being my birthday and wanting it to be a perfect day was on yeah, I don't know. I don't. I can't tell if I like birthdays or if I if I hate them. And I don't mean to sound like negative and like I'm looking on the dark side of being a pessimist, but it's like I don't even know if I want to celebrate my future birthdays or put any pressure on them. I kind of just want to go out about them as a day, you know. Uh. Uh-huh. Although tonight was memorable, and thank you guys so much. I'm gonna try not to get emotional. Jesus fuck! It's just like the nicest. Yeah, our friends did something really nice for us today. It was just, yeah, it was like the nicest thing ever. And uh, I don't know, I've like, yeah, I've always had, had a not a good time on my birthdays, especially these past few. And it made my night and my my day, and probably year. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to kick the year off. These are happy tears. Yeah. I'm fucking emotional mess today. <laughs> no, it's okay. I think I think birthdays—they are. It's a lot of pressure. It's a new year of your life, and you also feel like you're getting old as shit. No matter what age you're turning, shit. Yeah, you like I old don't know. I shit. think 20 cool though. Yeah. I think it's like it's unique because you and I like spend it a little differently. You know, yeah. we had a non-alcoholic Heineken. <laughs> yeah, the amount of tweets I saw of people telling me to take a shot of apple juice. Um, I love that. That's so funny. It's so funny how well we know each other But this was a and how long we've known each other I feel like I was on Twitter today and I see familiar faces from when I was 14 and I'm like I tweeted Happy 21st birthday to Grayson. I was like, holy shit. We're actually 21. I literally remember interacting with these people when I was 14. Yeah, that's Seven years ago. That's fucking crazy so um, I don't know if I've known you since I was 14 I feel like we're best friends at this point, and and I know it goes unsaid, but love you. Um, and, and this is just fucking awesome. To keep a friendship that long is like a really special thing. And then like, also this birthday was different because we weren't with our family. Uh-huh. We weren't for our last, but we were in Australia, so that was like a different celebration. This year we just couldn't see anyone because. Yeah. What's going on in the world? Like the pandemic? If, yeah. If you happen to like not be with your family on your birthday, but like you're like, okay, we'll celebrate it next time we see each other. It's a different story. But this time it's like, nope. We don't know when we're going to see each Can't other. Can't see man. each other. And so like to not be with my family on my birthday was also really weird. But like I can honestly say, I feel like I was with my family. You, you guys in this room, like I consider you family. Like, I don't know. like We are close enough to be family. So thank you. And I just I feel really sorry that like I like ruined the first half of the day. Yeah, you, you can't say that you ruined it. Everyone's allowed to have a bad day. I know, especially it's just with like, the pressure. It, it was just bad timing. But you know? I, I do. I, like I said before. Like, not many people live lives where they're told who they are by other people constantly every single day of their lives. Yeah, it's a, it's a very weird lifestyle that we're living. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't always like this. I think it, it kind of blindsided us, and that's why it's so weird. Because, for like I said, we've been doing this for seven years, and for the first six, I don't remember any of that shit. I don't remember people telling no. me who I was and and deep diving into my fucking brain. Yeah, and telling me like if I blink, I have a if I, literally if and, I blink on camera, like there'll be comments like he blinked. He's fucking lying. He's thinking of a lie is evil. Get him a therapist. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, and I don't know what the trend of this year with, with telling everybody that they need a therapist or you need help. Like I think people get help on their own time. And, and I, I, you know, it's, it's definitely nice to encourage people to get help, but like to point fingers and say, you fucking need help. Like think about what that's going to do. You don't, you don't any, any time, listen, listen, listen. I I want to finish what I was going to say. Anytime that anyone like forcefully tries to help someone, it does the complete opposite. Because I think if someone is in an emotional state, they probably don't want to be told what to do. You know what I mean? If you, if you recognize that someone is in an emotional state, I think you should really grant them their right to feel how they want to feel. I, like, like, I've been feeling, you know, like shit for a good amount, a good part of this year, like I'm sure a lot of people have. And I, I wasn't allowed to be human. I had no room to be human because the, the first signs of me feeling like shit that anybody saw, it was get therapy now. You know we're humans we're meant to feel yeah i was made to feel like shit for an extended period of time yeah so that i could recognize hmm how and do i not let this happen again and learn. what tools can i get so that if this happens again i can i can end it and be more prepared you know, uh, or be more uh, prepared because a, t- a tool is definitely not someone screaming at me and telling me what i need to do because guess what if i'm an, if i'm emotional it's going to create spite. I think anybody who's emotional is you know, more, more likely to be spiteful. Yeah. So if I tell someone, you need to get fucking help now, like what do you, you know what I mean? Especially in a, like, a very like rude and, and not caring at all way, they're definitely probably just going to try to spite me and not want to get help. But you have to recognize that if you really want someone to help themselves, you need to kindly and gently push them to do that. The darkest part about this trend is that the incentive is to not help the person or actually want to get them help. It's just to get top comment and also to f- no, but to feel like you're in control of that person. N- no, but but more more so to get fucking clout on your comment. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, a trend right now true. going on where people just comment a bunch of negative shit so that they get a bunch of likes from other haters mm-hmm. and then boom, it goes to the top. It's like a little negative like group of people that try to like hype each other up and shit also I want there to be visible dislikes on comments. Yeah, YouTube. If you're if you're if you're watching this and you work at YouTube, we're gonna reach out to our partner manager at YouTube about this as well because I yeah. feel like this needs to happen across platforms. It needs to be fair for everybody because it creators be creators are being attacked right now. And I'm not I'm speaking on behalf of myself, but I'm also speaking on behalf of so many others that I've personally talked to who are dealing with such bad mental health struggles because of the negativity in the comment section because of this top comment bullshit. Like. Top comment exists because comments can only get likes. If comments could get dislikes, you know how many fucking dislikes those top comments would have? Enough to get that person, that hater to delete their comment. Or to not want to comment again. Exactly. They have an incentive to then be hateful again because, boom, it got you clout last time. Also, us creators can get dislikes. Yeah. Why can't haters get dislikes? I don't understand it. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, you know what? Haters Uh, deserve hate. No, it's it's just, there needs to be some sort of fairness in this playing field. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I just honestly think it would cure it. I don't want it to be haters get hated on. I just think it is honestly the cure to, to flushing out the negativity from comment sections. Have comments have dislikes. Look at it from this perspective too. Some creators make videos that are extremely toxic and they aren't aware until they upload the video. Yeah. Because they have content goggles or whatever. They're thinking about the numbers. They're thinking about the aftermath. They're not thinking about what you know real life is. We talked about that in our video. Yeah. How we end up in situations because we're thinking about a final product and thinking about a number. Not thinking about real life and the effects that this content would have on somebody. Yeah. So, a creator uploads a toxic video. It will inevitably get likes. Because some people mindlessly like content. Some people are so dedicated to that creator that they'll like anything they do before they watch and, and get context. And some people just, you know... Love creators so much that they 'll like anything they do, yeah. and they like the comment, but what helps creators recognize that their content could be toxic are the amount of dislikes, yeah, so these haters who have top comment and it has like three thousand likes and zero dislikes because you 're not allowed to dislike a comment it, or it 's not visible it doesn't it doesn 't display the dislikes on a comment they 're not able to recognize that their comment is probably toxic, and a lot of people think so because in order for someone to to recognize recognize that you know that it's or or help them recognize that it's toxic they'll have to reply and replies just start fights and a lot of people don't want to get into fights because they don't have the time for that stress to be arguing with someone that they've never met before in the replies to their stupid fucking comment so if they could just simply dislike which is partially anonymous because no one's going to go through the dislikes and look at everybody's profile then people would start to realize oh maybe what i and posting you know it's getting likes but it's getting more dislikes because it's probably toxic so i'm gonna start to get try to get top comment by commenting something nice nice because guess what that's gonna do get no dislikes yeah for some reason positivity isn't as cool as it should be i think it's because the way the fucking world is set up right now it's literally marketing hate is marketed right now yeah Weird. It's 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 weird. it's weird. Why are there no dislikes on hateful comments? Why? Why is that not even a fucking like it's it's not even a you you can't even do it. You're, yeah. It's not a feature. That's cheesy. Very cheesy. I think I think that something needs to shift um in the way social media works for it to be a more positive place. Dude, there's like there's creators like like teenagers, like minors creators. Yeah. That are on top right now that probably don't even want to leave their house. No. Because of the shit that they've it's received. Not. I mean, on obviously, the, we're not able to leave, but they're, they're, they're not oh, going to yeah, want to ever. Yeah, but yeah, literally just hide in their room and feel like shit all day because the stuff that they receive from people is so degrading and so fucking detrimental it's to It's awful, awful to health. see. It's awful to your see because when we started health. social media, we've been around for a while. It's like we're going almost on year seven. When we started social media, there was, there was none of this shit. No. It was like, yeah, there was some hates and some trolls, but those are just, they were just trolls, basically. But most of the thing was just opinions on the video or, you know, the support group, like the fandom of of whoever the, the creator was or comments that are like memes and stuff like that. But now, yeah, it's like a trend to be a hater. And now all the people like the new age influencers that are like mostly starting on like TikTok and things like that and like exploding right now, beginning of their careers are starting off their careers probably feeling so weird and mm. awful because social media is such a hateful place right now yeah and i feel bad for them because our start wasn't like that no you know what i mean and not at even all though they're having such a successful start from the outside looking in like on paper Like the numbers feel good but words yeah. fucking hurt they do you can get you can get 10 million views or likes or whatever it is but if one comment says the wrong thing and it, and it like resonates with you personally yeah. It kills you. Another thing I want to talk about is numbers. So there is an actual study and it's like, it's, it's pretty much confirmed a theory that numbers relate to mental health or release dopamine and chemicals in your brain to make you feel good when the numbers are high. And what does it do when they're low? The complete opposite. And I think now that social media has been around for, you know, I'd say a social media has been booming for about seven years. Yeah. Around like it kind of picked up like Like Vine late Instagram Instagram is like Instagram yeah like there was Facebook but that was more just talking to friends seven eight years been booming and I think sometimes addictions can kind of go unnoticed for an an extended period of time but then when it's been going on long enough it's recognizable and I think because I talk to a lot of my friends who aren't even creators don't consider themselves creators my friends from my hometown who know how to get more likes on an Instagram photo from people in the town. Yeah. And they make it a goal to do that because they feel like if they get less likes, they are less worthy of a human being in their own eyes. And this is something that wasn't... It kind of flew under the radar for the first seven, six years of social media. But now it's really becoming a known thing that numbers affect mental health. And we had comments on our last video about, and we always do because we we made a video one time putting our phones down after uh, uploading a video not checking numbers and not letting that mess with our mental health. And that was just a very hopeful video. And it was a good practice, but it's not exactly realistic. I'm a social media content creator. I can't afford to put my phone down for a week because I lose touch with what's going on in the world. I lose touch with what's going on in my with with it's the, your business our audience and the yeah, people yeah. we connect with and it's also my business. So mm-hmm. I can't always do that. Yeah. And it's not realistic to say that I'm not going to let numbers affect me again because it's essentially business. Someone who's selling clothing, if they sell less I- uh, articles of clothing one month, they're going to be like wait, last month was so good with sales, what happened this month? I need to fix this. So when we get less views, it's the same business principle, it's I need to fix this to get more views because it's essentially more units. You know what I mean? Yeah. In any business, it's, it's rule of thumb for literally any business. Um, so you begin to troubleshoot and I think uh, what a lot of content creators, the issue they run into, speaking for myself and conversations I've had with other content creators is that, I mean your business is yourself so the numbers translate to your worth. And it's not possible to not let numbers affect you. It's absolutely impossible. If you look at them, it's going to affect you. It's just the way your brain works. There's studies. Yeah. If, if, if they're in front of your face, if you actually see them, they, they are going to affect you. Okay. Yeah. And people have highs and lows, obviously going to be fully transparent. We were at a time where we were getting more views and I don't want this to sound like a sour statement, but I think for everyone's mental health. Across the boards, these pla- and our friends from our hometown who have, you know, haven't have had the highs and lows because they don't post for that. They're not content creators. If it's affecting everybody's mental health, there has to be something done about it by the platforms. You know what I mean? YouTube's a different story, though. Yeah, YouTube is definitely a different story. But like Instagram and Twitter, Twitter, like these replies, that get so many likes and it's just so hateful. There has to be like an, a change in the way these platforms work. I think that's I th- I think that, it's unrealistic to That makes the sense, numbers. But, but if if you are these platforms like the, the the owner of these platforms and the people that run what, whatever you see, mm-hmm. and make these decisions, why would you take away numbers because ultimately they are the thrill of the addiction. Yeah. They are the high. Yeah. So when you when okay. you when you hit that tweet and you get a lot of likes on it, that's the high that makes you come back to do it again. Yeah, okay. If you can't see your likes, why do you tweet? Why would you tweet? Personally, I would still tweet. I would too. But that's because I have been doing it for so many years. I know how it works. I also know how many people are probably seeing my tweets. So, I mean, so. But if, for people who never have seen that before, or don't know that, how would it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to affect business for these platforms, is what you're saying. Yeah. But these platforms have to understand, like, they have to decide, you know, business versus our users' mental health. In Australia, when they give the likes on Instagram, my accounts do like that, and I never check likes. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. So Instagram is actually taking action yeah they're taking steps when when we were when when we were in australia last year i i I guess i my phone like loaded to the australian server Mm -hmm. and my instagram likes went away yeah me too so So the entire time i was there i was posting i couldn't see my likes and i was having a good fucking time it wasn't bothering me because i didn't see them so christina's instagram it's on an australian server you can see it if you click it Yeah. yeah it doesn't but it doesn't show any of your friends or anyone who follows you so the only person who could see the likes is the the owner of the account. And something. I, and also, you have to go through multiple steps to see the likes. All right, let's let Grayson talk for a sec.
1: I just want to say, mean, no, I'm not a person, speak- but
0: like you keep cutting me off real quick. I want to say that, personally, I also struggle with the fact that I think other people are judging me mm-hmm. for a decrease exactly. in numbers. And, and it's obvious that Instagram recognized that because they took... In Australia, or I'm not going to speak for the entirety of Australia, I'm not sure how it works there, but most of Australia, all of my Australian friends do not see Instagram likes of their friends or anyone else they follow. They can only see their own after they take a couple steps. It's a couple clicks away. It's not just in front of your face. When sometimes, if I'm trying to not see how my photo is doing because I don't want it to f- fuck with my mental health. I won't, I'll purposely not look at my likes. So if they don't pop up in my face, I would really appreciate it because I probably wouldn't look because it's like, mm, nah, I'm just not going to look. But it's, 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 it's literally, it's like a fucking billboard. It's in front of your face. Exactly and You know what's You, know what's so you kind don't of, feel the judgment you know From everybody else You know what's fucked up And I think I just subliminally do it But I'm like I don't even know if it's a guilty of it But I just This is something I do Subconsciously yeah If I go to Someone's Instagram page It could just be like a pretty girl Who catches my eye On the explore page I'm, I go to her page I will like click Like a few photos And guess That they're gonna have Better engagement Than her other photos Or something like that Or whoever it is You know what I mean I'll be like Oh I could tell that this photo Would do probably well For this page mm-hmm. Like, I can even tell what, which photo is going to perform better for each person's page. Yeah. So when everybody's starting to realize what performs better, I was talking to my friend from Orange County, goes to college, is not a content creator, doesn't want to be a content creator, just has Instagram for his friends. Yeah. For fun. I was talking to Grayson and I was like, oh, you should just post this photo. Don't put an edit on it. It does better. People like the raw images. And he goes, yeah, dude, just the, the, the more raw it looks, the better it's going to do. And I was like, yo, you, you, that, that's the same thing for you too. I was, he's like, yeah. I was like, but just like your friends that follow you. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like if I just post like a raw image, like people just like that. They don't oh, like that's any so effects. weird. So, such a weird so, world we're living in. But any, anyway, what this is training us to do, and this is also something that happens over time that people didn't pick up on for a little while. It's training us to get, understand the ideal way to represent yourself to others for their approval. Yeah. That ain't so life when, That ain't life. Bro. When we all... Cater to other people's needs. What you'll do we all, lose you'll lose who you are. You're gonna and everyone's gonna be the same robot, exactly. And as a creator, I've I've struggled so hard with I my identity. I've I've had multiple identity crises because I'm like, oh my god, like people like this version of myself. I'm gonna keep being that version, and I'm like, wait, that's not me. I've talked about this before. But if everybody is starting to deal with this because of Instagram, because even my friend from Orange County, who just says Instagram for his fr- for his friends, is dealing with that is the entire world going to mold into literally the same being the same person where is our individuality what's going to make us unique anymore we're going to literally just be living for each other social media is not promoting expressing yourself anymore the way these apps work are trying to get you to be the ideal idea for their app for their app and we're not high right now. No, <laughs> no, we're not. And we're not even drunk because I just drank an alcohol-free Heineken. Yeah, I don't think you'd have thoughts like that if you were drunk. No. But, like, that's, that's, <laughs> I but that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there has, they have to like, they have to s- swallow the pill of like, okay, you know what, my business is going to go down, but like, I'm going to help all of these users on this platform, hopefully. I mean, what's something that like... Uh, uh, no, but here's the thing. We recognize that we were making... All right. You've been talking about the same no, 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 shit no, no, for the past 55 fucking minutes. This is important. I know, but I want to get into my damn point. You mad? Yeah, I am. You mad? I am. Oh! <laughs> Let me talk. Oh! oh. No, you want to talk? Oh! oh you want to talk, don't you? Oh! oh. Let me... Oh. <laughs> Let me talk. Can I oh! Don't you want to talk? Let me fucking talk. I'm sorry, headphone users. Stop. You're gonna make me fucking yell again. Listen. Okay. What I was saying is I, was I- the- stop fucking OH Stop. Oh! Oh! Stop <laughs> We're 21, we can't be doing this shit anymore. Okay. I- I'm getting I'm getting too old for this, alright? No. Okay, thank you. What I was saying is today I had a, a really important Life-changing, shifting, energy-shifting, positive conversation with my agents who basically are like brothers. They're family to me. Mm. And we came up with a system because I need to involve a healthier system in my life Mm -hmm. if I want to live a better quality lifestyle, Yeah, which involves me not looking at fucking numbers. Because today I realized that that's my weak point. Yeah. I love creating... I love posting things, but if I look at the numbers, it can either you know, give me a quick spike of dopamine and adrenaline and make me feel good for a quick second, short-lasting, because then I'm always looking for the next fix, yeah. or it could literally ruin me. But that, in a nutshell, what you just said, the concept of that is basically your self-worth. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And so I walk around my, numbers, determined my numbers, numbers are low. I walk around thinking I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And so I came up with a system with them where I'm no longer looking at my numbers. Everything I post will be written by me. Everything that I, will be taken by me, created by me, but I just can't look at my fucking numbers. Yeah. That doesn't mean comments. That doesn't mean tweets. It just means numbers. Yeah. So social media platforms, if they made, if they give you an option to hide your numbers from yourself, I'm sure a lot of people would do it. They should just do that so yeah, that we can interact. We can interact with people who are leaving positive comments. We can be involved in our communities online because that's important to be there for each other. But you won't have to have. Dude, the world would love the chemical imbalance in your brain whenever you see these numbers that are just plastered in front of your fucking eyes on your phone screen. Everyone in the world, I swear, would have so much more love for each other. It's it's a competition it's a competition that's been instilled in us mm. because of this this number shit and everyone in the world imagine you just posted to try to make someone's day better yeah. or you just posted to try to share your your art and and your aesthetic and you didn't of care because the thing is like there's so, there's art for everyone and if your art isn't for everyone you're going to feel like shit what if there was only pop music well, I wouldn't listen to music I don't like pop music a lot of mother- so, I like some pop songs I, I, I wasn't saying I was oh, whatever the one that got away one of the best songs in the fucking world yeah. but what I'm trying to say is I like Kid Cudi he makes and I, I honestly like I mean his new album fucking slaps it's amazing it's doing well well deserved it's, it's a fucking beautiful piece of art but I don't think it's it fucking pop at all not one song on there no it's like all, pop smoke it's yeah. all, but not, not not one fucking song is pop on there it's for his audience and Kid yeah. Cudi has such a dedicated fucking fan base of people that love him and connect with him and he's saved so many people and he's been able to do such amazing things for people But if he had to cater to just what the entirety of the world wanted to hear, not just that select group that can connect to him, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be a part of that community that I love so much. I fucking love Kid Cudi. He saved my fucking life. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are so many creators that do the same for people as well. And people aren't going to be able to connect anymore if they just want to appease everyone. There's going to be nothing for those people who like weird shit. I love that I like weird shit. Yeah. I mean, like C- Cudi's l- album that performed not not so well in comparison to his others is l- has such a special place in my heart. Such a fucking special place. "Speeding Bill to Heaven," yeah, one of, one of my f- favorite albums of all time. Pro- top fucking. F- how many albums Cuddy made? Oh God, don't don't fake fan me right here. One, wait, 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 one, two, three. Wait. Eight, including Wizard, it's one of my eight favorite albums of all time. <laughs> no, but legit, like it holds such a special place in my heart. And it's a mood, it's a vibe, it's a feeling. And I think every art represents a feeling; it can make you feel some type of way. And a lot Wait, of people. Did I, oh, okay. I didn't. I don't think I. It's fine. Okay. I a lot count, of people. I didn't count EP or mixtape. Okay. A lot of people love you know art that makes them feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. All people love different types of art. It's what I'm trying to say. We need different people. We need individuality in this world, and we need to start promoting that. These social media platforms need to kind of fucking focus on individuality and kind of kiss business goodbye a little bit and reformulate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it makes for pe- the fucking people, oh, please listen. If it makes people feel good, they're gonna use it. All right. So you got enough money at this point? It just make people feel good because they're gonna fucking still use it. The world it. needs it right now. Yeah, please. Not telling anyone how to run their business. But I, I, know, I know they know so much because they fucking grinded to make this business they had that's huge and now is now an empire. Mm-hmm. But just fucking make people feel good. Yeah. That's the most... I mean, when, I, when, I, when someone tells me that I made them feel good, I made them escape from their problems. I made them think more rationally about a certain subject or have a clear vision on, on what they want to do in their life or anything like that. Laugh. I feel fucking great. And I hope these major corporations and these platforms can feel great when they make people feel great. Yeah. Because if people feel great, they're still going to use your platform. Yep. Um, Another thing I wanted to say, I fucking forget now. So what's your favorite song on the new Cuddy album? Um, Oh, why would you do that to me? That's like one of the most offensive questions of all time that could be asked. Yeah. I think it changes every day. People like, top 20 favorite Cuddy songs. I'm like, how the fuck could you ever do that? Yeah. Top 20? I don't even think I'd pick a hundred. No, that, that's don't. that's literally how much of a stan I am. Exactly, that's crazy. I could not pick a hundred. Like the if I picked my top one hundred Cuddy songs, like they they would always just change, and I couldn't order it. No, no <laughs> fucking shot. No. Um, okay, and the new album though. I, obviously, I love Tequila Shots, um, which you're allowed to listen to now because you're twenty one. Yeah, um, those are alcohol free because it's just a song. Uh-huh. I love um I mean I love the whole album let me say that but yeah. the ones that are standing out to me and that are in my head all day It's going to change Dive um Elsie's baby boys is probably like my favorite just cuz it's so personal yeah and like so relatable for us it, it, Yeah it's it's crazy like the the shit that Cuddy speaks about that he's and the things that he's gone through are like I could relate to on like a really crazy level. Yeah. It's a A level that I never imagined being able to relate to. And it's so strange how like we got into Cuddy when we were 12 and didn't foresee any of the the things that happened to him that had already happened to him happening to us in our future. Yeah. And it's almost like we're living this like strange synonymous life minus a few things. But like a lot of shit is fucking like, yeah, very like chillingly comparable. Like I listen to like Cuddy is obviously a huge public figure. He's, guy like he's a big music artist and stuff like that. But like I I didn't even have social media before I had before I listened to I was listening to Cuddy before I even had social media. Yeah. And then I became a quote unquote public figure on social media. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I, I can I can even relate to him in a certain way. Like you weren't having with having, able with having more than just like my town's eyes on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's weird. And then also like our dad's passing away. Yeah. And then like a lot of mental health Battles and stuff like that. It's crazy. It is. His most recent interview has uh, helped me on like a, a level that I can't even explain. Yeah, I, re- I feel really happy for him. The place he's in right now seems yeah. like really fucking great. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah, but uh, like the way he was saying how he uh, he felt like. If he continued to talk about his struggles and stuff like that in his songs, people would think like, oh, like, why haven't you figured your shit out yet? Like, I don't want to, like, or he, he would think before putting it out that people didn't want to listen to it because he hadn't figured his shit out yet. Yeah. And, like, I've been there so many times where I was like, about to put out a video and I don't have my shit figured out yet. Why yeah. why are people going to watch Are They're just going to be tired of me, this guy that can never get his shit together. Prime example, our last video we uploaded about, like, changing styles and trying to keep it fresh for us again. Got comments like, oh, you guys do this every six months. I mean, congratulations if you're not changing your interests every six months, but I like to keep things fresh in my life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So like, if you just want to fucking do the same thing forever, like, I'm not going to be able to relate to you. Yeah. But I, I know that, you know, majority of the people who watch the video, obviously 99% we can relate to. Um, and that's why I make fucking videos, because I can relate to you guys on a deep ass level. And that's why we have this podcast. It's so important to have company in your life and friends, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm here for all you guys, legitimately, always, anytime. And I appreciate you guys being here for us. Couldn't have said it better. But, but uh, what was another funky comment we got on the video? Oh, someone was like, "You know what? This content's just gonna feel unauthentic again. It's like the shit they were doing before they quit and decided to not do it. They were they, the, the shit they were doing. It's like the same stuff that they were doing that they said made them want to quit, and then." They were like, oh, your your content was the most authentic when you were traveling. And I was like, dog, have you not checked the globe? Yo, bro, you check the map? Yo, quick map check. Oh, pandemic. Oh, uh, pandemic. Worldwide pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't... Yeah, that's why we're not doing that content. I would love to. We but, have a lot of ideas planned for that stuff. But, um, yeah, I know. I, I, love the, I love the travel content and stuff like that. And we do have a lot of ideas based around that. Just pandemic, dog. Pandemic. And then... um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, oh, there's another comment Uh uh-huh. that said, you guys seem all over the place. Dude, there was a comment that said, I bet you fucking fake vegans ate sour cream before you filmed this. No, there wasn't. Yeah, bro. Bro, who the fuck? That's bullshit. I, I, I saw, I bet you fucking fake allergic bitch snuggled with a dog before you filmed this shit, and you sat in that chair. And bro, I literally car. had hives because I hugged someone with a dog the night before.
1: Just or, hug. And That's they're calling it. you fake allergic. That's it.
0: All right. Maybe maybe two of those comments weren't real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. We f- we filmed a video <laughs> last night partying. Like we were just basically like it was midnight, so we're like, Yeah, it's our birthday. Let's film a fucking video. Yeah, why not, right? And uh we had a party alone, but since the camera was there, all of you guys were there. So thanks for joining. Thank you. Um We had like, that was probably the best thing we could have done for our birthday, so I want to thank you for that. What else? Um, Our actual birthday today, when we woke up, got great after it was difficult. Yeah. It was like a turning point. How about fuck this? You know what? Instead of putting off a bunch of shit that was on our minds we, for longer into this year, we fucking squashed it first day. We, f- we faced it all on our birthday. We did. We faced it all the first day of our year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the 21st year of my life, I have a very clear vision for what I want it to be like now. Yeah, I do too. And I'm like one year at a time, I have a clear vision on what I want to get started in this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, when our birthday got good, it turned into prob- probably the best birthday of all time. And that's just so fucking crazy how life can unexpectedly just get amazing. Guys, when gotta- it's shitty and when you think you'll never see the end of it, life will unexpectedly get fucking amazing. Also, never, ever count out the fact that you will, inevitably, multiple times in your life, be in the perfect place at the perfect time. And the stars will align, and you will do things that you are meant to fucking do, that you were born to do. We all have a purpose, and sometimes when you're not sure of it and it's unclear, shit can get so confusing, but just know, whenever you're confused, life's gonna figure itself out for you. You don't even have to figure it out; life will do it for you, because your purpose chose you. I think God created you and your purpose. Mm. That's what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, it was really shitty and got really good because I love when Ethan's passionate. He, he starts talking like this with his eyes closed, and he like this. Dude, I'm like a, I'm like one of those singers who's like. <laughs> you ever see like those people who sing on like talent shows and like they close their eyes and they go, they go, <laughs> it's like yeah. when they, it's like, he, it's like when they, are you jealous? And then they start like singing, but they start grunting, they go, <laughs> and, they, yeah. and then they move it. Anyway, I had one of those moments, but I was just trying to say that, damn, no. I thought, I thought today was going to be a complete write-off of a day. And then it got, it literally turned into the most amazing day because my girlfriend, Christina, our assistant Adele. And Mondo. Mondo doesn't have a label. He's a man of many things. He's a man of many things. (laughs) Mondo's had 43 jobs. We need to do a Mondo podcast and talk to him about all that stuff. Yeah, he's literally, I think he's at 67 jobs. But anyway. Man's uh, Man's in his mid-20s, all right? (laughs) Christina, Mondo, and Adele um, organized something extremely special for us. Grayson was literally in tears before. Um, it's, It's the best birthday that I've ever had. Because of it. Uh, It was really special. And I don't know. I get really... I don't know what to do. And people do nice things for me. I'll tell you a little bit. So since discovering Bad Bunny and uh, a lot of other Latin artists like Rosalia and stuff like that, like I listen to them every single day. It's kind of all I listen to. Um, Still trying to learn what they're saying. But I got into some like Mexican country music because um, our lovely gardener, Paco, was listening to it. And I was like, hey, what are you listening to? And he said... Los Tigres del Norte. And uh, they are... They fucking rip. Slap! Yeah, they go hard. And their song... La Puerta (laughs) Negra! I don't want to get copyrighted. I know I'm pretty good, so I don't want to get copyrighted. But you have their song La Puerta Negra. It's like a big um, song in Mexico and stuff like that. And and, and the world. Um, And... Mondo had a freaking mariachi band come play it. That was was the nicest shit ever. Because it's been like my bump lately. And then we had the live version of it. First, they sang us happy birthday in Espanol and Ingrés. Y, y- Ingrés. Yep. And it was beautiful. Dude, their voices were fucking amazing. I know. Those guys could rip. Um, they got pipes, though. They Dude, they had pipes. Um... One of them had a dude, mask dude on. was piping up one oh. of them i mean they all had masks on, and they were singing really like passionately through the masks. It was great, and then the guys who were playing trumpet had a zipper mask and like unzipped it <laughs> a little bit so they could just play the trumpet. Well, everyone was standing really far from each other were socially distanced, yeah, but it was just it was awesome um it was outside everybody yeah, tree th- lights th- they had tree lights hung. Our contractor came and helped too he's an angel um. And we had like a picnic-style dinner, and they got catering from our favorite vegan restaurant of all time. Shout-out, Little Pine. And shout-out, Moby. Dude, I want to have Moby on the fucking podcast. I would really love to. That would be the coolest thing ever. Um, for those of you listening, if you're like around my age, I had to research Moby a little bit. My mom was like, yo, why don't you know Moby? Mm-hmm. And Because uh, after I went to the Little Pine for the first time, which was years ago, I told my mom, Moby owns it. She said, do you know Moby? And then she sent me all the songs, and I knew all of them. I just... He's like a producer. Well, we knew them because so ASAP lit- Rocky used he yeah. sampled one of his tracks with, with Kid Cudi in it, and yeah. and uh, he is a vegan of like thirty plus years. Mm-hmm. He's animal rights tatted on his arms. He's vegan for life tatted on his neck. He's also ironic, like ironically, coincidentally, I don't know what the word is, sober as well. So it's kind of like similar to us, yeah. sober vegan, and he has like a face tat for it. He's just a super committed. He's guy. He's like us if we were hard as fuck. Yeah, and and. Uh, <laughs> and um, he, he started this restaurant here in Los Angeles and like hundred percent of the proceeds go to animal rights, which is 100%, amazing. which is crazy. Like he doesn't want anything for himself. It's all for the animals. I think that's beautiful. And he also filled in his pool in his backyard and made a forest. We filled in our pool in our backyard and we're going to plant trees and stuff because animals can live there. And you know, I, I use the pool, what, like seven times a year. I think animals would use it every yeah. day. Less, less concrete, more nature. Yep. Um, so anyway, we got catering from little pine. It's also the best food ever. Yeah, it's so fucking delicious. Um, if you're ever in LA and you want to try some vegan, try a little pine. And then the cake. Where is the cake from? Crumbles past past, Pas- past-, past- Pastisserie. Pastisserie. I'm like still speaking like Spanish. Crumbles pastisserie Is it is 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 pastry an Italian word? It Pastister- <laughs> I, I, I don't so. know. <laughs> crumbles pastis thank you they made us a vegan cake with a bunch of like vegan stuff and they had like farm animals on it it was like supposed to represent New Jersey and veganism and everything and it was really thoughtful guys and then yeah it was just so fucking beautiful and then oh and then no no I really I'm trying so hard not to plug right now but you guys lit heart candles all over the entire collection outside six candles Outside smelled so fucking good. Yeah, you know, I was I, like, "Yo, what the fuck, dude?" You know what I noticed about waker candles? And I don't want to like. I don't know if I should promote this. Don't do it. All right, I'm your CEO here, telling you not to do this. But it is something that I noticed. But only I can do this. Don't try it at home. I dip my finger in the wax, and it didn't even. It wasn't even hot. It like doesn't burn. It's like it's like warm. All right, well, maybe you just have something wrong with your finger. Please don't try that. I don't want to get. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, yeah. I'm your CEO telling you do not do. Um, but dude, it's but the thing about waker candles is like they you they smell like you could drink them. Don't also don't do that. But like you can rub them on your body though. You can because they're vegan and non toxic. You can rub them if they're not hot and they're not gonna hurt you. You but, might okay if you have sensitive skin. I, you might get a rash to, if you uh, are allergic. Okay, we're gonna coconut. make we're gonna, guys. We're gonna make body soaps. Ed, please, don't do that yet, please. But anyway. Anyway. They smell healthy. It smelled like an outside smell. It smelled like a natural smell. I don't know. I'm, I don't mean to plug too hard, but like it just added, it enhanced the environment outside a lot. All right. dude. I saw a viral TikTok today what? with a wake candle. Yes, and it was it was fucking hilarious. She, uh, she uh, the girl on the TikTok asked, um, like, cause our clarity candle has a. Uh, beach air, beach air. It's sent, a note. It's a note in the thing, and she was like, "How the fuck do you get the smell of beach air? Do you just run around?" Ah. And go, like, and she like, was like, "And she was like running in the air, like trying to trap beach air in it. Like it's that's funny. It's also yeah. like I I don't know how we how we did that. Um, that's what I did. I went and got the beach air. oh uh, yeah, brought, he was on he was on that he was on clarity. That's he. Was I brought it to the fragrance way. house, and I was like, ready one two three, and I smelled it. I got the salted cedarwood because I walked up through a bunch of cedarwood and I poured salt all over it, and then I caught it in a jar. It's like. And then I opened the scent for their. Uh, it's our, complicated, fragrance. guys. Yeah. Making fragrances is so complicated. But anyway, but anyway, shout out! Talks. Hey, give me a fucking second. I'm trying to shout out Adele. Right? Oh, that's mean. Look at. Are you trying to shout out Adele? Yes. Oh God, I'm sorry, Adele. Shout out to Adele for having awesome handwriting and writing. Well, she made a little Irish pub for us because we're Irish, and and then we had alcohol free beers there. Yeah. And I got to taste the beer without the effects which is probably what nobody else would want <laughs> besides me. Uh and I drank a full alcohol-free beer with dinner and it was funny. It was fun. I think are you allowed to buy alcohol-free beer before you're 21? Oh yeah. Probably not. Maybe not. Probably not. I'm going to go I'm going to go buy one, buy alcohol-free beer. Um yo we learned that like not all alcohol is vegan too, but we got vegan alcohol vegan fr- alcohol-free alcohol. Yeah. Anyway. Um wait, 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 wait what <laughs> the fuck was I gonna say? Tell me. No, h- sorry, him. You were, <laughs> Oh I thought you I thought you were gonna sing like some of the songs that the Mariachi band was singing. Oh yeah. La Puerta negra that was actually good. That was actually good. That's how he fucking says it, bro. He doesn't does hold back. He does it. He's La Puerta Negra. Dang. Is my pronunciation good? It's perfect. <laughs> Dang. You're a, you got pipes, dog. Thanks. Um, uh. <laughs> Dude, I uh I wanna get back into directing big time. Like, I really want to get back into directing and storytelling through direction. Um, Yeah, that was something that we wanted to do, and it was a goal for this year. But, like, bruh, hello. Pandem. Pandem. Forgot about it. Yeah. So, bruh, I was about to do it. (laughs) Totally fucking forgot. (laughs) Because Pandem. Yo, directed a documentary. Put it out. Felt real good. Kid Cudi actually retweeted it. Best day of my life. The actual peak of my career. Most rewarding feeling of all time. Wanted to do it. Forgot to do it. No, I'm like seriously. It took until today for for me to sit down and like fucking chill out for a second to realize that I put my heart and soul into a project that I directed with Ethan, Mm -hmm. and um, and an amazing team behind us who who also worked so hard on it and and put so much of their passion and heart into it. And um, two projects, yeah. Uh, But particularly talking about the particularly the documentary that we made for our dad and my actual idol retweeted it. When I drop, when they when drop. He actually retweeted the link to the foundation that we made called Love From Sean. And he retweeted the documentary. And so, and like, that, I don't know anyone who knows Cuddy. No one told him to do that. He just did it. And we, Grace, n- we didn't know any, like at the time, but now we know some people that know. We have some mutuals. But we still have met him. Yeah. I haven't directly talked to him or anything, but, like, that happened. And I was like, what the fuck? I immediately started crying, like, happy tears. Yeah, Grayson's like, bro, look at this. And I just, I didn't even know I was crying, and then I looked down and I saw Well, I couldn't see anything because I had tears in my eyes. And I was like, holy shit, I'm crying. But, uh, no, it was just, it was such a beautiful moment. To think that, okay, so I have a lot of memories with my dad and the road trips we went on listening to Kid Cudi. My dad fucking loved Kid Cudi. Mojo So Dope was my dad's anthem. And, fuck, I'm going to cry if I talk about it. But, um... Yeah, so many, so many good memories. Uh, driving in my dad's Jeep blasting Kid Cudi. That's when we really got into Kid Cudi. We drive up and down the East Coast to our lacrosse tournaments, and literally listen to Cudi for seven hours straight. Yeah, that's so why I got this tattoo of my dad's Jeep on this road here. East Coast doesn't really look like that, but. You know, you get the gist. But, I, uh, I can say some, some, some parts of, like, Massachusetts. Okay, so that's, like that's my dad's Jeep. West that's Virginia. Where we, that's where we, that's, is that East or is that okay, South? Okay, th- unimportant. We, we got into Kid Cudi, honestly, with my dad. And he loved Kid Cudi. He was a superintendent of schools. Loved fucking Kid Cudi's rap music. He was the, he was the coolest guy. Um, but when I saw Cudi retweet the documentary, and I thought, you know, there's a chance that Cudi, you know, watched a, a short portion or some of the documentary. Um, I was like, Wow. <laughs> Uh, he heard my dad's music. My dad's song was the intro that we used for the documentary. My my dad fucking loved Kid Cudi's music, and to think that wow, like one of like a musician that my dad loved could have heard my dad's music um, was awesome. And I know that my dad would be so fucking pumped if he if he if he knew that. Um, another thing is like I don't know Kid Cudi. You know he lost his dad and he talks about it in a lot of his songs and helped me through loss and, and coping and. um to think that just, just the slightest chance that Cuddy could have taken something away from our documentary and, and help, we could have helped him in some sort of way. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure this is a, it's actually there's any truth behind that, but to think that it's a possibility um, is just, uh, I don't know, it gave me an indescribable feeling. I, I felt like uh, accomplished, like, you know, like Cuddy's always, he's someone that I always felt that I, I'd never be able to, like, you know, repay. There's a couple people in this world that I feel like that towards, and he's one of them. And, you know, to think that maybe I I didn't a little bit. It's uh, yeah, just it'd, like, it was be a beautiful moment in my life. So, yeah, with that being said, I definitely want to get back into directing and do music videos still. And uh, start there before movies and stuff like that. But I do want to get into that eventually. Yeah. But... um fucking fucking like i when I start like almost crying my no- <laughs> my nose starts running like crazy Ugh. my nose is all chapped and stuff like that yeah. okay emotions um but yeah we're to tell to tell a story that that the music artist who I'm making the thing with feels really passionate about mm-hmm. you know in, in a cool artistic way with you know like like it could be subliminal, not in your face just something like artistic and yeah and cool I just I think it's so. F- fun doing mm-hmm. that. A music artist friend of us um, randomly hit us up the other day and I believe everything happens for a reason. We're actually thinking about our friend and he, he FaceTimed us out of the blue and was like, can I talk to you guys? And we're like, yeah. So we had a really moving conversation. Um, we're kind of in like similar places in our lives mentally, at least right now, about how we feel about you know our careers and, and everything. Um, not negative places, but places where we feel like we've made a breakthrough. Yeah, it's like a realization. you know. And uh, we're having a conversation and he was talking about the future of his music and he was like um i really want to make stuff that feels more like me and i was all for it and he asked us if we'd be interested in directing a music video for him eventually when he drops his new music and i'm fucking down and Mm -hmm. it it really started to get me thinking about directing again and um you know like i said everything happens for a reason we probably wouldn't have thought about directing today if we hadn't had that conversation a couple days ago and that that Idea and that conversation that we had today was our breakthrough and helped us you know see the light like you know what there's a future and you know things that we're really interested in and, and we just I, I kind of remember the the passion that I had directing the projects that I have the the music video and the documentary and the rewarding feeling that I felt sharing it and I, ne- I didn't give a shit about the views or what I You know how I thought the the Documentary and the music video were gonna perform. I didn't give a shit. I was like I'm putting this out You know, people aren't used to seeing this stuff on my channel. I'm doing it because I really believe in it and I don't care who watches it. I just want it to, you know, I want people to be able to take away, take something away from it. Whether it's, even if it's only like five people watching each product, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I want this to help people. Yeah. And there's something about directing and storytelling over something that you don't have the ability to like use dialogue in, too. Like you have to think in, a little bit more depth because yeah. you can't just say it. Yeah. You have to you have to portray it through messaging, through colors, through uh, like body movement and all this stuff. Did I say through messaging? What the fuck? I meant through like emotion. Um, yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah, yeah, but you can't you can't use all like you can't talk, and so I think that. I love that challenge. Like I'm really yeah. down for that challenge. Yeah, and I think it's also cool, though. You know what I mean? Like, bruh. you could sit, bruh. Aww, you can hold your thought, and also the fact that the music is in the video too. You can use that to your advantage because music creates a vibe that you can't have otherwise. You know, you can't you can't have it without that music. Yeah. So the track holds that vibe, and they can cohesively work to tell this story and mm-hmm. and paint this picture for yeah. whoever's watching it. I think that's a lot of fun, too. And that's the thing that I admire about Cudi and, and, you know, all my my role models like Tame Impala, Band of Horses as well. All musicians who use music to storytell in a cool ass way so that I want to listen to it. I feel cool listening to it. And it hits 20 times as hard because I think there's a I mean, there's obviously a major difference between just sitting down and like kind of just preaching to a camera. It's like, you know, you're just saying words and while words can be very meaningful and help a lot. Um. I, I think it's cool to, like... It's not timeless. It's, it's, not, it's not exactly timeless. You, you can rewatch something if it helps you, but what I'm trying to say is, like, you bump music all the time. It's always in your life. It's a, big, it's a bigger part of your life than, you know, watching a video of someone talking over and over again. So, music is... It's, like, songs are, like, reminders as well. I listen to a lot of songs when I'm feeling like shit because I'm like, you know what? I remember that this song got me through this moment, so I'm going to listen to it again when I'm feeling like shit, and then I do, and I'm like, oh, my God, it got me through the moment again. Um... And then like you know listening to those songs before you start to feel like shit, you know makes you feel like okay you know these songs are making me bulletproof because they're just like enjoyable like cool things in your life that you could just have a connection with and they could be in your life daily and you don't get tired of it if it's a timeless track so we want to you know do stuff that i think is timeless as well you know not not saying that we haven't like I'm, i'm very proud of a lot of videos that we've created but I love like production. I just do. I really yeah. love production. I love cameras, I love lights, and I like them not in my face. I like to be behind them too. Yeah, it's cool. Like always being in front of the camera and feeling like a team and working yeah. on something together and oh, achieving. But no, I'm goal. just saying always being in front of the camera like makes mm. me kind of crave to just see what it's like to be behind it. Yeah, and, uh, and I, I mean, it, it did it originally, and then I discovered that I love that feeling. Yeah, because when I. W- when you make YouTube videos, you do it all. You like direct them, you produce them, you are the editor, you're the videographer, and the actor or whatever you yeah. want, whatever you want to call yourself in front of the camera. So you do it all. And a lot of people, what a lot of people don't get is that all YouTubers have this side of like directing to them because that most people start without a team. You know what I mean? You start doing it all. But yeah, it was like the part of the process that I enjoyed the most, and I discovered that, and so I want to like really pursue it. Yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm glad that we figured out the first day we turned 21 that that's something we want to do this year. Yeah. And maybe probably forever until we get bored of it. Yeah. But I don't think I will. I think there's always, like, ways to level up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like YouTube, it's a little bit harder to level up consistently. And I, I think that's where a lot of the pressure comes on for a lot of creators. It's like you want to outdo yourself every video. But if you don't upload frequently on YouTube, you start to kind of fall behind. And if you're uploading frequently, which is, like, once a week... It's hard to outdo yourself every week because literally something can go wrong in your life yeah. that disables you from putting your all into a video that has to come out on this deadline. Yeah. And so whereas these projects wouldn't have deadlines yeah. and you know there's a way to always level up and it's not always about outdoing yourself. You said something to me yesterday that hit so fucking hard and it was like you cannot try to you cannot always try to outdo yourself because you're not on an opposing team from yourself. You're your own teammate. And while there's a very popular you know, saying that's like, don't compete with anyone besides yourself. Yeah. You're always trying to be a better version of yourself. You also can't really make the competition too intense because you're, you're not a, you honestly should be probably competing with other people more than yourself because you're not your own competitor. You, you should be your own teammate. Yeah, and simple You shouldn't or, try to compete with the teammates. In simpler words, you shouldn't try to outdo yourself too much to the point where it's unobtainable. Like, yeah. like there's been times where I was like, I made a video, where was like, okay, I want to make a better one than that. And then after that, after that process continued like ten times, I'm at a point where holy shit, making a better one than this is gonna take every single bit of juice in me. Mm. And then there is no physically making a better one than this for me. And then so I feel like everything's regression and then yeah. I feel like shit. So Progression's yeah. very important, but like don't be too extreme with it. And yeah. don't, don't expect it to be too extreme. Baby steps. Every, everybody knows slow and steady wins the race and Think really of goes. yourself as your own teammate when, yeah. you're, when you're trying to like progress. Yeah. Simple as that. You can get better as a team, but you're not trying to outdo yourself. Yeah. Because you're not an opposing team. Hopefully that made any sort of sense at all. It did to me. And If you can find the connection. Yeah. I think it can make sense. But if you can't, you're confused, and I'm sorry. So I'm going to tell you about something else that's less confusing. That fucking cake, bruh, tasted so good. Yeah, the cake did taste so good. There was, like, w- was a cookie in it. I, I've never had a, t- a cake like that, honestly. It was honestly. like vegan strawberry shortcake. It was like a cookie on top with like, okay, no. It was an I icing, a then a cookie, then icing, then a cookie, then icing, then a cookie. Should I eat a slice right now? I kind of want to. Now I'll save it for after. I don't want to. I don't want to chomp into the mic. Grayson's gonna. You're right. There is an audio only version, so I think wow. the people listening would be like, you know, I can't see it unless they like ASMR. But that uh, that would just be a different story. Um, dude, I don't know what else to say. I think I think that, uh, this was this has been a podcast. No, I think we can keep talking. <laughs> I mean, we always have. Next week, and also we have a bonus episode coming out this week with an amazing person mm-hmm. who I have looked up to for a really long time. Uh, as, as as has Ethan as well, um, and uh, he's a YouTuber and an educator, public speaker, and an environmentalist, an animal activist, all he, of the above. Just an amazing person. He speaks so well. He's such a caring and humble person he's all he's all about fairness his name's earthling ed and we recorded an episode with him that we really love and we decided to make guest episodes bonus episodes for the podcast because you can't always you know tell someone that their schedule needs to align with yours so they can be on your podcast when you know it works for your schedule yeah although Ethan can tell me that and i can tell him that so Every Thursday will be Ethan and I, yes. Pro- probably this is how it's going to go, and then we'll have a bonus episodes with guests whenever, whenever they have. And to figure out when those are going to go up, you're just going to have to subscribe and turn post notifications on, and also probably follow our Instagram account, because we'll keep you updated on there as well. At deeper. We also have a TikTok. <laughs> uh, it's just getting <laughs> into the promo. Um, you can do whatever you want, honestly. I'm not telling you what to do. But uh, that's just how it's going to go. What else? Oh, we need to hook up our hotline. We need to get our hotline set up. I'm going to try to do that this week. Adele, can you help me out on that? Um, we should be able to like talk to the company and, and figure out how to set up the hotline. But basically, what the hotline is going to be, it's going to be a number that Ethan and I tell you here on the podcast where you can call in and leave a message about your spread positivity nomination or moment for yourself um, that that you want to share with us because we want to share Please. your spread positivity moments with don't a- everyone listening fart into that just fucking made someone go, it, someone's gonna do it now but. bro they were gonna do it already all right whatever. But if i said please don't call the hotline just to leave a steamy fart message please don't do it okay but i know it's gonna happen bro, th- i know God. it's gonna happen dude please don't do it bruh we're not playing any farts on this podcast bruh. okay bruh what come on i trying to fucking say this. Oh. Uh-huh. Ah! <laughs> uh, okay, guys. I love you so much. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you. Oh, wait, wait. Do we today. have a spread positivity shout-out? I. Uh, we, ha- we have to set the hotline up. Bro, we can't be spread positivity shout-out-less. We need to do one today. Even though the hotline isn't set up, that's not their fault. That's our fault. They've been spreading positivity while we have been fucking lacking on shouting them out. We didn't fucking set up the hotline. That's not, that's not their fucking fault, Grayson. You're right, bro. You know it? You think they just paused their spos- spreading positivity suppository? You think they just paused their suppository? You no, think they just paused not. spreading positivity? Ethan, you said suppository. No, I didn't. That's the torpedo-shaped thing that goes in your anus when you have to, <laughs> when you have to shit and you can't. I didn't say that. You did. You, you insert it above your rectum. <laughs> and it's white and it's made out of wax and it, and it dissolves in your ass and then you shit 15 minutes later. And if you can make it 18 minutes, you have all my fucking respect. Have you ever done one? I don't know. Sounds like you've done one before. Sounds like you probably fucking have too. Sounds like we might have had a competition to see who could hold one in their ass longest. Nah. I was just like coming up with things on the fly. Let's get let's get for really. Mary Elizabeth D. Hi, I'm Emmy. So there's a lot of names there. It's Emmy. Hi, I'm Emmy. I nominate my mom for spread positivity shout out because she is a nurse who has been working through all of the pandemic, and with all she has been through, she makes the best out of it. It has been so hard on her family, but she always has a smile on her face and puts everyone else first. My mom has also bought tons of masks to help small businesses. I think she really deserves to be recognized for all the good she has done through all the terrible times. Okay. Emmy's mom, shout out to you. It is so important. I, you know, f- first of all, being a frontline worker, thank you so much. takes extreme courage to do that, um, especially... You know, I, I can't imagine what it would be wow. like for someone, especially at the beginning of this. I know it's only gotten worse, but at the beginning of this, when we didn't have a grasp on anything and there was so much uncertainty, that is extremely scary. Like, think about like, how scared everyone really was in the very, very beginning of this all. Yeah. To be a frontline worker, that's like, that takes extreme courage. Um, another yeah. thing that Emmy said about her mom is that she is buying masks for small businesses. Small businesses are being really affected by this. And um, it's really upsetting to see, you know, a small business could be someone's goal and something they've worked towards their entire life. And, you know, the light of their life yeah. and then and their purpose. Ultimately, we talked about a lot, we talked about purpose a lot on this podcast, like to get your purpose taken away from you out of the blue uh, is a terrible thing. And um, her contribution to helping small businesses stay open and keeping someone um, keeping someone's purpose alive ultimately yeah. is beautiful it's it's a really special thing um, shout out Emmy's mom Emmy's mom thank you for being such a selfless and caring um, person that's, that is extremely heartwarming yeah and also that you said she does everything with a smile on her face that's, that's really nice having a smile on your face brightens up someone's day too just doing that mm-hmm. aside from buying masks and you know you know, risking your life essentially for people. Um, Emmy, you're lucky. Your mom's a hero. Yes. Shout out to Emmy's mom. Um, let us know what you guys have done or what, uh, what someone positivity. in your life has done to spread positivity. We want to bring some more attention to positivity because it's cool. It's beautiful when you guys nominate other people, but also don't be afraid to nominate yourself because you deserve to be proud of yourself for spreading positivity because it's a beautiful thing. And if we have the hotline, uh, we'll let you know next pod uh, the number to that hotline. Or you can call in and leave your messages. Maybe we'll even do it on the Instagram. So check deeper at uh, at deeper on IG. And uh, we'll give you the hotline number if we have it. If not, we'll say it in the next pod. All right. Love you guys. We'll talk to you guys. Ooh, there's a bonus episode coming out this week. So we'll see you guys then for that. And then then after that, we'll see you on Thursday. Love y'all. Peace. I don't want to say y'all. I mean you guys. I'm from Jersey. Peace.